0: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer, so let's bring around. out. The
1: star attraction, the one you came to see, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week and next week's episode of I can't I don't even know what to say. You know, I've I've had a lot of comedians on and I do I live in the world of comedy um and I've had other luminaries on. I have had, you know, Dick Cavett and I've had Roberta Kaplan and um, just just some amazing people who have changed the world. And I kind of describe this next guest as our guest this week and next week as the mother I always wanted. Um, even though I love my mother, I love, I wouldn't be who I am without my mother. She's uh, my mother, mother. Um, but (laughs) she has made my life better on so many levels. Um, and, and many other people's lives and had such an impact. And most of the people she's had an impact on have never met her before. She is beyond accomplished. I just, I'm just going to say this and I'm not going to go on to the, but she has produced seven Pulitzer Prize winning plays. She is the winner of 10, 11, 12, 12, 12 Tony Awards and has had 34 nominations. That's 12 Tony Awards. That's 12 Tony Awards. I, I don't know if you are you guys listening? 12. One, two. Soon to be high. <laughs> um, She's won an Olivier Award. That's Lawrence. Not Jewish. And she has been on Crane's 100 Most Influential Women in Business. But you know what? She's an influential w- woman in life and in this world. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Daryl Roth is here! Woo! I can't oh, believe it. Judy. Daryl, you're so amazing. I can't believe you're here. I'm sorry. I get really fangirl out with you. Um, And it's like I get like the thing is I get I see you and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, you know, it's like it's like seeing Eleanor Roosevelt or someone if I could. <laughs> and then she's normal and nice and warm and just normal. You know what I mean? It's I can't. Uh, Thank you, uh, Daryl. I'm honored. You're making me anxious and nervous. No, and I feel like, don't, oh, don't be. Oh, oh my god! No, it's beautiful, you—no you. one's done what you've done. I mean, it's—you're such a role model. I hate, you know, but you. Okay, we're gonna start at the beginning. I did email your son, who did not email me back. Anyway, well, I Instagram. I Instagram. <laughs> that was Daryl. I just <laughs> told Daryl about the Jew Bell, and um, she enjoyed it. Um, I did. And and the reason I do the Jew Bell, and I think it's an extension of Ruth Gold, is that people don't realize the contributions Jews have made to this world, and especially anti-Semites who... Are like, I hate the Jews, I hate the Jews. Okay. Well, then don't get your kids vaccinated. Okay. Don't, don't use your GPS, don't use your cell phone, don't use Waze. Don't um, you know, I mean, I could go on with the amount of Nobel Prizes. You know, we've won over 20% of Nobel Prizes. We're zero point one percent of the population, you know. It's, you know, you want to be anti-Semitic, then you can live in the world. In a world where, you know, take away all the contributions we've made and enjoy your life. Okay? Take care. So, um, like me, Daryl Roth, uh, grew up in New Jersey, grew up in Wayne, New Jersey. That I did. Um, and it was a different time. I grew up in the in in the se- late six, uh, 70s in New Jersey. Um, you a little bit earlier. And you went to public school. I did. And you were the only Jew in your public school.
0: I was until my sister came along a few years later. Um, It was an interesting time. I had a good Jewish connection because of my family and because we lived across a lake from a small Jewish community, which is where we went to Pompton Lakes, Pompton Lakes. And so I... I was just feeling like an outsider in my school, but not necessarily in my life. I felt very supported, and you know, grew up with all of the wonderful family traditions. So.
1: Right. It was so. A but did situation. you go to? So, did you go to summer camp? I did. You I went, went to, to sleep camp. Kiva. Mm. Friday night
0: and Saturday night services to uh, say yes. We
1: had that too, and, and I hated whites. it.
0: Oh, I loved it. I loved it. There was such beautiful music, and I felt. Such a connection, yeah. actually.
1: I feel a connection. I hated it because I was six feet tall. And, you know, it was just an awful experience for me. You
0: meant camp in general, not that it was a Jewish camp.
1: Right. But I just remember those Friday night and I was it was always the clicky. And then there there was one like tall guy who like looked like he had more fan syndrome. And they were always like, Judith, uh, there's your boyfriend. And I just I remember Friday night that's hard so our services that's hard. were always the time where it was like, you know, I felt like the biggest outcast, but anyway, so you, your mother and father and your mother, God bless her still alive. Still. I mean, like gorgeous at 97. Amazing. I know. Like, like if you go on Instagram and, and, and you got to follow Jordan Morth on Instagram, it's, it's a whole For many reasons. Right. And it's a whole, I mean, it's a commitment and it's a good one. And, uh, he puts your his grandmother on. Yeah, a we lot. all do. We all
0: put wonderful pictures of her because she's such an inspiration. I mean, she's vibrant and right. You know, she lives in this complex in Miami, and right. everybody adores her because right. you know she's the living proof that right. you could live to be ninety seven right. and be with it and, and,
1: and, happy and happy and engaged. Yeah, that's right.
0: So. You were you born in New Jersey? I was born in New Jersey in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. And at an early age my family moved to Wayne because my dad, may he rest in peace, one of the most fabulous people in I, my life. Yes. um was in the automobile business his father before him. Also sold Packard's and Oh, uh, really? and uh Cadillac's. Right. and Pierce-Arrows? Right. And oh, my wow. dad as a young man started the uh, Chevrolet agency in Wayne, which is okay. why we moved there. And so that was my upbringing. Yep.
1: Did you have a nice car all the time? Did you always when have a car? When I was a 17 I yeah. did a a car, I have to admit. What'd you get?
0: I got a car. It was an Impala. It was yellow. I named it, um, what was the of of it? Buttercup. Oh,
1: We were very big with that. Right, right, right. You know, and wow. we watched Dinah Shore and we had to kiss wh- her night because, right. you know. So, all right. So you grow up, you're in the suburbs. Did your mother work?
0: No, my mother was active in civic affairs. Right. She was not, you know, not a career person, but right. very talented in it's lots of very, different areas. very, very sign time. of
1: the times. Um, what was she involved in? Hadassah. And of my course- My mother too. Our yes. schools and yeah.
0: the temple and, you know- What people did in that day to kind of, you know, support their communities and support their families. Yeah,
1: but not all. I mean, like, I know my mother was active like that, too. But then I looked at some other kids in my school and their parents were, you know. Mm. Well, that's a choice. Yeah. So you learned a lot about being civic minded from your mother. You think? I would say growing
0: up, I learned a lot about community. Right. And caring for other people because my father and mother both were very caring, compassionate people.
1: Yeah. Cause that is one thing about you. You're I very warm. I try warm, uh, as it is in this room <laughs> where there's no air. Okay. So <laughs> your sister's younger than you,
0: my sister, Dale, who just wrote a book and it's appropriate to mention at Dale. this moment. Yes. She wrote it with my daughter, Amanda. Oh,
1: it's I love called
0: her. the kindness advantage. So I like to, Oh my God, I have to get that. that. I'll give it to you.
1: It's oh my yours. God,
0: that's awesome! It's so beautiful, and in this time that we're living in, you know, I mean, I'm making a full circle with our talk, right. conversation about compassion. But I have to say, it's such a wonderful little volume. Uh, initially, it was written for parents and grandparents right. to help teach their children by modeling actually, right, uh, compassion and empathy and kindness. Right. And everyone who reads the book said, "Why do you say it's for parents and grandparents?
1: It's for every human being." Oh, I can't which wait! It is. You'll have it tomorrow. I know I will. That's why I love Tara Roth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So your sister was younger than you. Were you bat mitzvahed?
0: In my day, it was not allowed, actually, in right. my conservative synagogue. So I was confirmed. Right. But then that many years later, my sister, they changed it a bit, and she was bat mitzvahed. Really?
1: Was it a Friday
0: night? You know, I don't remember.
1: Because I, so I, I think you might know the story, but, you know, my mother grew up on 94th Street. Yeah. And... Um, didn't go to Hebrew school because no girls went to Hebrew school. Right. And every day after school, she would walk over to Ancha on 93rd street and sit in the boys, vol- you know, Hebrew school class voluntarily. And then they all became bar mitzvah and she, they did something special for her on because right. her name was Ruth. This is gets a lot of rings it's and, A lot of rings. And uh, her love, of, I think her love of Judaism is yeah. what made me, be you know so proud to be a Jew. Okay. So you're growing up in New Jersey, you're the only Jew in your public school, you have a Jewish identity. Um I know from my parents. Now, your parents, I have a different upbringing because my parents were the same age as your parents and you know, they were 41 and 48 when I was born. So I came from that mindset as well. And one of the things they would constantly talk about was how everyone hates the Jews and the, because the Holocaust was so, you know, in their minds. Did did your parents teach no. you? No,
0: my parents. Well, I learned about the Holocaust, right. of course, and we studied it, and 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 to this day, I think it's influenced a lot of work that I've chosen right. to produce. Actually, no, my father, and uh, who was the president of our temple, actually, was much more about uh, trying to understand and and be kind to people and be compassionate. It wasn't about not admitting that there's anti-Semitism. Right, right. I mean, I experienced it in high school. It right. was a very painful time. I had swastikas written on my lockers, oh, the worst. you know, there were cross burnings in right. Maine, New Jersey same, in those days. Same. So we were very well aware of it, but when we talked about it and when I would come home crying, the conversation was more about, you know, we have to live a good life. We mm-hmm. have to set an example of what it is to be a good person. Right. We, as Jews, have to take the high road. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't focusing on everybody hates right, us. Right, right. It was focusing on there's no reason for them to hate us. Right, and, we and we're going to show them. Yeah. It was a much more positive yeah. way to think about it. <laughs>
1: Oh, I could, yeah! I came from a lot of positive. I mean, humor, of course, was our, yeah, our way. But well, we weren't a very funny family. <laughs> you weren't. No. But you know, I read that you, your parents would send you, would go to. We're very big into theater. Oh, yeah. We what went were to some musicals. of the? What was the first show you ever saw? Do you remember? <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know if it really was the first show, but the one that made a lasting impression on me early on was Peter Pan. Believe
1: oh, it or not. Oh, I love Peter Pan. Who was I starring? The, it was
0: the real deal. Really? And I remember the magic of it. Wow. And thinking- I realized this when I people ask me how did I get into producing, right. which is a whole complicated
1: I'm, I, answer I, I, to a simple question. Yes.
0: But I remember seeing Peter Pan and other shows and thinking, how did they put all that together? Right? How does that happen? And how does this come from here? And how does oh, that that's come such, from a a such a mind of a producer, such a mind of a producer. Really, it's like putting it together.
1: Right. And I was putting always it curious inch by inch. Yeah.
0: And I have to say. That That's what I remember thinking when I would go to theater. I was so busy wondering, you know, how did that happen?
1: Right, right, right. Who does that? That's so interesting because I, you know, I would go and go, I want to be on that stage and I want to, and you're like, what, you know? I never wanted to be on stage. Yeah. I never had So you feeling. didn't do anything in high school or Not anything? Not entirely.
0: Not entirely. What would you do? Well, at camp. Back yes. To Camp Akiba. Uh huh. We always had a camp show and it was right. a musical and I remember being a hot box girl. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: I enjoyed theater so much, but I never saw myself as an actress. I I saw myself as somebody who had to be part of it, whatever right, it right, was. Right. So if it was in high school or if it was in camp and they were doing a show, yeah. I had to be there. Right. And I loved it. Um, I had no talent, but I loved
1: it. <laughs> you have a lot of talent. Um, okay. So you graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you popular in high school? This is a very big thing on my show. Oh, is
0: um, that's a funny question. I don't know. I wasn't in the circle of
1: popular kids, right? But you would know if you were unpopular.
0: I think that I was my own person. Yeah, I think I
1: traveled God. in my own circle. Right. I didn't really. So you weren't part of a clique. You just had your friends, no, and no, that's I had a so... few that I know, like, same. I had a, f- a handful of friends. Yeah. But I was always, you know, I think it, this also came from my mother's like. This was the other thing. They were always like, you need to have Jewish friends. You need-. I mean, it was constant yeah. because I mean, my father served in World War II, but it was this constant like. They, you know, th- there's them and there's us mm-hmm. and you, it's fine. You can have your and and we were so close to our neighbors, the Antonelli's and my mother would send mass cards, like very respectful, but always have a place to go, mm-hmm. like have somewhere to go when they come to get us. It's a really great way to grow up. And um, well, okay. it does give you a lot of fear and
0: worry. I must right. say.
1: Yes, absolutely. And now even more anxiety. Yeah. So I'm on a lot of meds anyway. So now what's Jewish about that? Meds? Hmm. Maybe Jewish doctor. I don't know. I'm just trying to connect the dots. Therapist is Jewish. Okay. Psychopharmacologist, Jewish. Fair enough. Okay. Thank you. Can't put anything past, get anything past this moment. So, um, all right. So you graduate. Were you? Did you do well in school? I did. I was a good student. Yeah. Were you like valedictorian? No, not that good. Okay.
0: But you know what? I had a good time in my own way. Right. I mean, this is a fun fact that I played the alto sax in the marching band.
1: Oh my God. Me, I played the clarinet. Oh my God,
0: you did? I did and I loved it. But then I graduated to flag twirler.
1: Oh, see, all know, right. This is all, aw- that is so, that's like abandoning but the I, nerds. It wasn't for me because we were all nerds basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was. No, but the flag twirlers were like the cheerleaders of the nerds. No, they
0: had cheerleaders. I thought it was really fun because you led the parade.
1: Right, I right, like right. That.
0: I like. Being right out there announcing that the band was coming. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Anyway. Wow. But do you still play the alto set? Like no. if you picked it up right now, could you? No, no. no.
0: Unfortunately, I, you I didn't keep up with that. I wish I had. You know, when I see all these old girl bands. Oh my God. I, isn't I, it amazing? I wish I kept that yeah. up. I would have loved that.
1: You know, I love my liquid IV. That I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone. Three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know, I've been bragging about Ben, my son, Ben, who plays basketball. His team... His entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the, the uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still, you need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free. In bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! Where'd so I went to Syracuse University. Yes, you went to Syracuse, and, and I met one of your sorority sisters the other night. Who is her name? Barbara.
0: Oh is yeah, it... Barbara. Yeah, Actually, I love her. She did. She has become a wonderful ritualist, and she cleanses the theater before I do any production. No way. Yes, that's I why know she her. was there.
1: I know her because I did. I was the warm up comic in the late 80s for this show Women Allowed, with Mo Gaffney and she was an executive over oh. I think at oh. either VH1 or something and I she's like you don't remember me and I looked at her face and I'm like no I totally you remember I, yeah and I remember <laughs> walking terrific. in to do the job. And there were some friend like you're young and you're like, oh, those are friendly faces. You know, yeah. there, yeah, there was something about yeah. her. I really liked anyway. So I went to Syracuse because yeah. of
0: what we're kind of talking about. You know, my parents, I think very wisely thought it would be good after my high school experience to feel a better comfort level of where I belonged. Right. And so, you know, there are a lot of nice people at Syracuse, right. Jews and Gentiles right. alike, right. but that's where I went. And I'm, I don't think it was the best choice for me, but on that level, it really was. Did
1: you go look at other colleges?
0: I didn't look at other colleges, but I applied to other right. colleges. Yeah, we we didn't I, go around. We on didn't this tour do that. Not then.
1: I know. It's like these
0: kids. It's, it's such a good thing, though, because I know, my of granddaughter's course. on the tour right now at at spring break, and you really do get a feeling of of the campus and the kids right. when you walk around. And we didn't do that.
1: Yeah, I know. It was like you go. And first of all. Um, you know, I wanted to go to Emerson, and I didn't even know why. I just was like, "That's where I want to go," and they wouldn't let me. They had to go to Rutgers. It was twenty five hundred dollars a semester. Well,
0: one of the schools I got into was Douglas, which
1: is yeah, the that's where part. my sister went. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, so my parents had this good idea, and and it worked out nicely because I have friends from my Syracuse days that I'm still in touch with and love. Do you, but then I transferred
1: to NYU to finish. Right. Basically. Well, that's where you belong. But did you, um, were you in a Jewish sorority? What sort was? which one?
0: It's now defunct. It's called Iota Alpha Pi. If there are any Iotas out there listening, Woo! but it was a small sorority. I think there were 11 chapters and it kind of went away.
1: Right. Oh, I'm but it sorry. was a nice
0: place to live because in, at Syracuse in those days, you lived in a sorority house right? and you had a, uh, just a nice group of friends right, that I right. came home to. It was very comforting, actually. I love that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So did your mother go to college?
0: She did. Now, let's keep in mind she's 97. Yes. She went to Purdue. No. And she'll still sing. No way. She'll she still went sing to songs. Purdue? Yes. How amazing is that? My dad was in the Air Force. He was a captain in the Air right. Force. She did travel around and follow him wherever she How could. did she
1: get to Purdue?
0: I don't quite and know. And it's such a good school. It was just amazing for a woman to go to college in those days altogether.
1: Yeah. My, she's the same age as my mother. Um, and yeah, she, my mother went to NYU, but she just got an associate's degree. But, you know, my aunt who's, um, 90 went to, um, got a, you know, got her full, she's a teacher. kind of
0: extraordinary times. Yeah. And my grandmother
1: was a teacher and she was born in 1896 and she went to New Jersey, Teachers College, mm-hmm. which I think is Kane College now or something, yeah. So it, it what you know that whole. And my I, dad went to Muhlenberg. Oh, that's such a good yeah. school. When he came out in of Pennsylvania, the, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And just to have those educated parents, because it wasn't.
0: Well, education is very important. Oh my God, so for, important. Yep. Highlight, highlight. I mean, if you're a well-educated person that's the foundation in this day, even more so that's right. the foundation to have a full life and to be able to, you know,
1: and it doesn't, you have don't have to job. go to institutionalized. No, you, you can know. go to vocational school, but you right. need an education and you can read like, I'm writing this book right now. And it's like, I'm I so am proud of you. Thank that's you. Amazing. It's so, and there are, everyone's like, oh, it was someone writing it with you. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, but you can do it. I, I know. I just, I like to challenge myself, but it's, I feel like you know, I've just I'm ensconced in this, and I'm just studying and studying and studying, and it's it's amazing. I think it's, it's part of the DNA. Yeah, you know, you just want to learn and you're everything. I want and... to know everything. Okay, so you what do you study in at Syracuse? I was an art history major. Oh, like your daughter? Didn't your daughter study art history? No, no, she's a, so, she's yeah, a social. Yeah, but she worker. went to NYU for social. She went so, to social work school. Yes.
0: Yeah, a man, a, a that's Amanda's, where
1: Elisa went too. To NYU Social Work School.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, she went to Tufts and then she went Silver to- Silver School of Social Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Silver.
0: Amanda is uh, terrific. She is the mother of my three granddaughters. Yes. And she went to Dartmouth to college. Yeah. And she went to
1: NYU for her social And your work. husband went to Dartmouth too. He did. Um, okay, so you go to college, then you transfer to NYU. Um, you get your degree. Um, how did you meet your husband? We were fixed up on a blind date. No way. True. So- so Sign of the Times. Sign and who, the fixed, times. who fixed you up?
0: This really lovely guy. His name is Donald Eisen. He was a friend of Stephen's. And he and I were fixed up. We went out on a date. And at the end of the date, which I thought went kind of right, nicely, He was
1: like, you're good for... Yeah. He said,
0: you know what? You're such a lovely girl. I really enjoyed it. Do you mind if I give your number to my roommate? No
1: way. And Stephen was his roommate. Yeah. And that's how we met. That happened to my neighbors, Marjorie and Cy. He really? went out on a date with Fern. <laughs> and... uh I guess either he came home and saw Marjorie or Firm was like, you should meet my, my, you know, and boom. They but in
0: those days, you know, that was a nice way to meet someone. Right. If you were fixed up, that meant that somebody liked you and was trying to make a good match.
1: Right. And also was like, yeah, instead of saying, "Ugh, she's not for me. That's, and then the end of it. You know, you may not be for me, but. Right. Right. Well, I got somebody for you, but now it was lovely that
0: way. I think, I mean, I always tried to fix people up. I still do.
1: Right. I always, I wanted to write this, bit. I'm still, I sometimes do this bit, but I haven't flushed it out about how, you know, how these kids millennials are going to tell their grandkids how they met. Like I was on Tinder <laughs> and I swiped left and, you know, and then, you know, then we have this generation, you know, I I I was uh, liberating next? the camps and I saw this woman, you know, it's just these other stories. And but now it's the just, next step. Once yeah. We're finished swiping left. Yeah. And what? Who the hell? I think we're going to go back. Okay, I think we're be nice. Don't you think? I think it's nice for people to connect with each other. Right. and Actually have a conversation. Do you notice? And I noticed this when I go out to dinner now, when I went out to dinner 20, 30 years ago. And there was a, a, a server and they had a personality and it was like they were a part of the meal. That's it right. was, you know, now I'll say a joke and try to bond in the beginning. And they're like, OK, thank you. What you know? It, it's so different the way they connect. I think it's because in this age
0: of social media and the right. Internet, we're kind of losing our way and talking to one another because we're just sending texts and we're sending messages and short little quips. And I I think that we're not realizing how
1: important it is to talk to people and And how destructive it is. And they don't even spell. It's like, you don't even, all right, Uh, don't get me started. So, um, you marry Stephen Roth. He's very handsome. I, you know, and I looked at pictures of you guys when, I mean, you're beyond beautiful. And then, he, and then I saw him the other night at uh, Accidentally Brave opening and he had this cap on and I'm like, oh my God, like he lo- he's He has of, a look. He's hip. Um, okay.
0: Well, he likes to think so. Yeah.
1: I, I thought he looked hip. All
0: right. Uh, he's a so, very good looking guy. No yeah. question. He's very, um, you know, it, we're married a long time. Yeah. 49 years coming up. Wow. To- yeah.
1: Did you fall in love immediately or? <laughs> well, I think that Falling in love immediately is sort of an
0: interesting concept. Right, Is right. it that love at first sight and, you know, bells and whistles go right. off? I don't think so. I think it's getting to know a person. Right, right. Feeling that there's a connection and feeling that, you know, you'll take care of each other. Right.
1: Feeling safe. that you have
0: common bonds. Yeah. Feeling safe. Yeah. Feeling that you could trust this person. Did your father like him? Yes. Did he
1: ask your father?
0: Yes, he did. Oh In those days you asked. Right the hand in marriage. And I think some people romantic. still do that. I hope
1: so. Yeah. I know a lot of people that do that. Um, so did you have a huge wedding? Was it like, actually a- I
0: had a very small wedding, but love um, my mother had some back surgery and she was not feeling very well. So Stephen and I actually planned our own little wedding. Mm. It was only 60. 60- you produced it. I did. Uh huh. It was 60 people. That's perfect. I thought it was wonderful. I wore pants. I wore a beautiful shirt. Oh, my God. I'm in there. love.
1: I'm, a, I'm even more in love with you now. And that
0: was a style setting right. moment. And it was a beautiful wedding. It was at a small room at the Pierre Hotel. Oh. That kind of became our family right. place. Gathering place. Jordan, uh, my daughter got married there. Oh, I love it. in the same room. No, because we were in a teeny room. Oh, okay. She had a nice big wedding. It right, right. was gorgeous. And Jordan had his par mitzvah there. Oh, my God. I can't. So lots of family events happened there. Right. And it was really... Um,
1: it was a lovely wedding. Right. Oh, I love that. Small and lovely. So did your... Was anyone like uh, Daryl? You're wearing pants at your wedding? I can't take that. What is going on? You cannot uh, wear... Pa- did anyone...
0: No. I think everybody thought, good for you. I didn't get that. The only... One comment I had, I guess, remember it forever since it's 49 years ago. In those days, you know, you wore a little hairpiece, a little fall, they called it. And I had a little fall and someone came over to me and said, you know, that fall doesn't really match. Oh, shut up. I said, oh, thank you. (laughs) 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 Bye bye. Wait, do you remember who it it was? I will, but I cannot
1: say. All right. I cannot say. A relative? Yes. Okay, go ahead.
0: So anyway, that was it. Did it
1: did it stick in your head?
0: Well, I've remembered it to this day because you know, I always now remember how important it is to say something really kind and really complimentary. If you're in somebody's wedding or bar mitzvah, right, 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 or, right. you know, or this little thirteen-year-old girl is about to right, go right, and have right. her bar mitzvah. You have to say, You look so beautiful. Right. Or I love your dress. I do that all yeah. And I, I made a note in my head that I that want, from that from that moment on.
1: It sort of reminds me of why people don't, don't read reviews, you know? How so? Because you, that stuck with you. And so I'm sure uh-huh. every time you put uh-huh. a fall on or whatever they call them now. Well, thank goodness you, they went at it. Right. But Passion. I feel like. When, no, you're
0: right. You're when right. you read
1: a review, it's like, I, I, that's what. The worst thing stays with you. Not right? the best. And every time you do that on the, in the play or as a performer, you're like, yeah, it sticks it makes with that you. impression. Yeah. So you get married. Um, we get married. We live in New York. Right you live the in
0: that. Yes. And, and then Amanda's born two years later mm-hmm. and we move to
1: New Jersey and back to my roots. Are you working? Because you, you were an interior designer. Yeah, I was working as an
0: interior designer and I was working um, out of my own home so right. that it was, you know, it's sort of
1: entrepreneurial, but right. It was also but practical. You, right. And you could take care of the kids yeah. and, you know, and you were very involved with your children. Very. Um, I read, I read something that you made costumes for Jordan when he was. <laughs> you did some good research. Yeah, that's right, baby. When he was um, in school, he yeah. was in all the plays. And, right. That's
0: shocking. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. And I remember it was the Mikado. Of, yeah. <laughs> a production at Horace Mann where he was um, in high school and, you know, they call on the parents right. to do what they can. Right. I had the best time and I met the nicest parents. And, you know, that whole kind of the continuity of doing things with other parents, but for your kids
1: is, yeah. is very strong and very I have bonding. to say those were some of the happiest years of my life. Yeah. And also I met so many amazing people because I had children, you exactly. know, well, you're, that,
0: you're going through similar things with right. them and you're, you know, it's an, an important time to have a community of your own.
1: Right. Uh, and they both turned out incredible. Yes. FYI.
0: I always say they're my two finest productions. Yes. Which they, are they are
1: amazing. Um, and
0: warm as well, smart, warm,
1: caring—kind
0: of special people, each in
1: their own right. Now, Jordan uh, is is out. His yes. and when did you know? Like I, because uh, as a gay child, um, I all we I from the time I could think was like, there's something wrong with me. You know, there's mm-hmm. something different. And then when I became an adolescent, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. You know, and so when I Came, I didn't have to come out to some of my relatives because it was like, duh. But as a mother now, mm-hmm. I, I think I would have known, you know. Because I that, think mothers do know. Yes. And
0: I think the important thing is that you let your child come to the realization on his own time schedule. Figure it out. Yeah. I mean, if I would tell you that I kind of thought Jordan was gay when he was three and four years old, I mean, that would be the truth, right? But. You know, a child has to develop in the way that they that they do, right? And
1: but you know, was, not all parents are like think like you.
0: I know that, but I was brought up in a very right. liberal, loving home, and right. that's what I believe. So, you know, when Jordan was ready to become
1: Jordan, yeah uh, how did he, he did. How did he tell you guys?
0: Well, you know, it's funny he didn't have to tell us in right. the sense that we think about it. I just think when it was comfortable for him to come out to let's say the you know the world the, right. the people that are in his life right it just happened very naturally right. i don't think anybody had any surprise
1: right you know um a lot of people uh wait until they have a partner to do it and, you know and wait until the parents like the partner uh but you can't, i mean now these days you can't do that everyone has their own way yeah hey everyone you know off. That's code judygold50 at factormeals.com slash judygold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You have this interior design business. Your kids go to college. You know, like you're done and you're in your 40s and you're like, I want to be in a world that I love. Yeah. It wasn't
0: so much, what do I do now? It was more about, I need to find something that's much more fulfilling and right. satisfying because I like my business. And it right. Was... What was the name of the business?
1: Roth Interior. Just Daryl Roth Interiors. Yes. Oh, not, I not love it. Not very clever with those names. Daryl Roth Interiors. How can I help you? Yeah. Uh,
0: It was an interesting job, though, because it was, I did mostly
1: office interiors. Right. So. uh, What was your thing about being in an office? Doctors offices, actually. To make it, see, making it warm and safe and And comfortable. I did a lot of
0: pediatric offices. Oh, that's so great. I liked it much better than residences, although I
1: did a few residential jobs. Those people must be so annoying.
0: It's not that. It's just that with an office, there's a, a. there's a, a date that you have yeah. to be finished oh, right. so that you can get into business. Right. Whereas these you know, other opportunities, they just kind of go on and on right, and on, right, right. which is fine, but not yeah. satisfying for me. Right. But the when I decided that I had to think through this, what I really said to myself Wait. was, what is it I love the most? Right. What do I love the most? I love theater. Right. And so I f- tried to figure out a way that I might be able to insinuate myself into the business. Nothing came to mind because I was not trained in any aspect of theater. I wasn't an actor. I wasn't technically trained. I wasn't a set designer, although in a way I was, but that wasn't something that I was heading for. And I decided that to get to know a little more about theater, I would offer my (laughs) services to any nonprofit that wanted me to be on the board or be on a committee or do whatever. And I was asked to go on the board of City Center and they were forming a committee that was right up my alley it ultimately became encores oh wow yeah in the olden days it was a committee about but that, how to figure that out
1: how long had you been in you know in pr- the on production that, well, business before I they been no,
0: that that's I amazing i wasn't in i didn't start my business the idea of learning about theater came from my you know offering up to be on these right committees. Right, right and the good thing was that i met Richard Maltby, who was the professional in charge of trying to figure out this whole thing that became Encores. And we became friendly. And one night he asked if I'd like to come down and hear some songs that he and his partner, David Shire, had written. Mm -hmm. I said, I would love to. Right. And we went to 88's. Oh God, I love 88's. This great little cabaret, which sadly doesn't exist anymore. I know. That was a great cabaret. It's a great cabaret. So we went. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. And the songs that they were singing, I felt were talking directly to me. Right. Everything was about a chapter in your life. Where, right. You know, going through doors that were closed. Right. and You could somehow kick open. Right. I mean, it was all very in my head. But I decided that this could be a beautiful little musical. So at the end of the evening and I have said this and people laugh, but I say some voice that came from inside me that didn't belong to me right. said to Richard and David, I think this would make a wonderful little musical. Would you let me try? And I can't believe I said it, but I did. Right. And I guess they thought, well, she's either crazy or why not? Let her go try. Right. And that became Closer Than Ever, which is the first little musical that I the first little anything that I produced, produced. and um, we took it to Williamstown that summer. Oh, I love Williamstown! And it was a joyous occasion. In fact, Jordan came with me. It was like his little summer camp. Right. Right. And he and David Shire's son became friends in those early days. So that was 1988, and then people liked it. So we moved to the Cherry Lane.
1: Oh, I love that theater!
0: Which is perfect for, especially perfect for a small, intimate show. Was then, still is now. Yep. And it ran for nine months. So I like to wow, say. Wow, that's a long time. Yes, it was my birthing is what I like to say. Because it was just nine months and that was the first thing right. that I produced. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Yeah, sort of.
1: I do. I don't laugh at that voice in your head because I do believe that that's something that.
0: Well, sometimes you know, it's always there, but, you know, you
1: don't have the confidence to right, say it. That's right.
0: what it was for me.
1: I love that. That's so how I started. it is a, a, a sea of men at that time, it's all male producers. I mean, how many well, other were women? Some, there
0: were some really strong women working um, and they had like Liz McCann and Nell Nugent, right. they had come up through the management ranks pretty much, Right. which of course I didn't, I just sort of did the Nike commercial and right did it, jumped in. But there were some strong women, but not, not many producing.
1: Now, did you get, backlash from those women like oh you didn't pay your dues was there anything like I felt that that i felt yeah. that
0: not not from women just from everybody right you know here i was coming in from new jersey right you know, without any training or background in theater but i felt in my own way that i you know had a feel for it i grew of up of course on the theater. you
1: created these spaces and you know
0: you yeah, so i i had to sort of go through that with blinders. you must be
1: the worst um like set designers must be so afraid of you.
0: They're not afraid of me. And I hope after all these years that they understand that I just, <clears throat> I have a critical eye. Right. You know, absolutely. I have a very visual eye. And so. Um, Your you
1: sets know. are amazing. <clears throat> like. Well, I cannot take credit. I, right. But all. indecent. I mean. <clears throat> Gorgeous. That that was. Gorgeous. Un- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. To- I sort of step
0: in with what I hope is uh, some. Constructive comments, right. Right. You know, nothing too radical,
1: but just to kind of, uh, I like to say sort of maybe put the final touches. Right. Right. You, you start producing and the least, I, I heard you, uh, say, or I read that you said in the era I grew up in, you didn't sit around the dinner table talking about money and it wasn't considered ladylike and a lot of time is spent. Can I, can, Can you invest in this? Um, Would you give me some of your money
0: that chances are may get back to you or may not get back to you? Right, right. Will you join me in this risky, risky, risky business? And it's hard.
1: Right. So uh, I read that you said you, when you have to do that, you (laughs) act like you're playing a character. Like I'm the character of the producer asking for money. It's kind of true. I, I, I do have to do that often because I'm
0: timid about it in a funny way and so i just kind of set my mind on being somebody else asking for money right and it works a lot better it's so i I,
1: it's so childish right no but i i totally get that like do you get like a little anxiety before you have to go like oh i I have to answer this you know i I think it's yes i guess it is anxiety
0: i'm just you know my confidence is not really in that area right you know I feel very confident about other things my choices mm-hmm. the people that I want to work with you mm-hmm. know putting a creative team together I feel really you know comfortable in that space but I am just not very comfortable asking people for money now of course I have to right it's a big part of the job and it's more in the early days that I actually sort of put up this pretend I'm but somebody else but it might it
1: might be I mean obviously it's easier now since you have it's 12 easier. Tony awards and, and seven Pulitzer prize winning plays. And, you know, I mean, people probably think, well, if Daryl likes, I mean, you really are this sort of Midas touch stamp of approval for people.
0: Well, it's very nice to hear you say that, but the truth of the matter is every, every play, every musical, every time out of the gate, it's a different story. You you just don't know. And, I have said this before, and I'll say it again: that I believe that theater deals in a different currency. Right. Not everything that I've chosen to do is meant to be commercial, or right. even sometimes we're really happily surprised. Right. Like wit, for right. example, right. which no right. one
1: amazing, yeah,
0: and no one thought commercial, but right. it turned out to be a beautiful play and and commercially successful too. Right. But in the front of my mind, my first thing is: is this a story that? I want to tell. Is this a story that will, you know, reach out to people and and is it something that I feel strongly about? Right. Right. And so that's number one on the list. And number two on the list is will people come because you can put up the most beautiful piece of work. And if nobody comes, where are you? Right. So the will people come is hand in hand with, will it be commercial?
1: Right. Will it make money? Um, Have you had to turn down things uh, because even though you loved it, loved loved. you you just knew and deep down inside that no one's gonna come see this
0: no wow because i wouldn't do something if i didn't think it had value
1: and right I didn't right i think someone would feel that worth right wow you go by your gut that is true um for whatever which right is wrong. which is something that's taken me a long time to learn. And I always say, and young comics or, or writers say to me, I always say, follow your gut. Because when I, I know that the times I didn't follow my gut, it was a mistake. Even if I thought, yeah, even if I got money, even if I, you know, it's just these instincts that. But I think that's so true because at the end of the day, you'll have
0: no one that You need to satisfy more than yourself, right? You have no one.
1: And you have to live with that person. Well, that's
0: the point. You have to live with the decisions that you make. Some of them are going to be great decisions. Some of them are going to be the wrong decision for whatever reason, but never wrong for you. If that's what you chose to do at that point in time, it was the right thing at that point in time. Right. And there are some things that, you know, are kind of crazy, but you go for them and you don't know why exactly, but you're, you're, something inside says, go for it. I think you should go for it. Right. And there are other things that, you know, you kind of miss the boat, but that little voice inside did not say go forward. Right.
1: Do you ever say to your husband, uh, or does he ever say, "Eh, I don't think that one's gonna, does he?
0: He's very involved in my choices. I always talk to him about things and some things he'll say, well, if you got to do it, you got to do right, it. Right, right, right. Because he knows me and he right, knows right. what pushes me forward to do something and you know, I I think that he's very proud of my career and I don't think that some of my choices that would have been, you know, supported by him if he didn't just believe in me. Right, right. You
1: know, so I believe in you. Thank you. Um how hard is it to go in and tell a cast and crew we're closing?
0: It's the hardest thing for me to do. It's the worst part of this job. It's, it's what takes the joy out of so many wonderful right. things because it's what you dread doing. But right. of course it comes to that no matter what, either you close prematurely or right. even like kinky boots. Right. We're closing Sunday after I know. six years. And I I'm, love I'm that sincere. show. Thank you. I love it so much. But even after the, this magnificent six years, right. I'm beside myself with grief.
1: And that is that is also a, an example of a show where you were like, oh, we'll see. No, I never said we'll see. I always believed in it. Oh, you did? Oh,
0: I always believed I in it. I think that, peop- that people said, oh, yeah, yeah. this isn't going to last. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a show about drag queens. Right. Nobody understood in the beginning what a fabulous right, story right. what a great message. And how many kids it helped. How many kids it helped is uh, beyond
1: letters and I know. And text and, and people standing online after the show I know. It's, it is such an incredible story. So it's, but it is, is it, is it gonna go around it's going to go around the world tour. as we talk? Oh, good. It's on tour. It's just opening up in
0: Japan again. And right. Well, it won't be on 45th street. I'll be very sad about that because it's sort of my B12 shot. Right. I check in a couple of times a week. Right. It just brings me such joy and I'm so proud of it, but you know what? It was a hard beginning because right. until people, Started spreading the word of mouth. It was confusing for some. Right. They didn't know what, what is this kinky boots? I don't know. They didn't realize what a great message of acceptance. Right. Right. Represented. Um, By the end of, I guess the first year it was really catching on. Oh my God. It was amazing. And as we got into the world of where we are now, this many years later, that kind of show with that kind of heart and the message of accepting yourself and accepting other people and, and, Changing your mind about things. I mean, how
1: valuable is it's, that? Now? It's incredible. It's incredible, is it? Have you? Do you save any letters you get? All of them. No well, way. A, I'm a pack rat. I have so. Into my office, you see. I what know, I've but it's I so are. clean and beautiful and airy and light. It's full, and, of yeah. full of but stuff. Full of stuff. would you ever write a book? I don't think so. Oh, God damn. It. Unlike you, I would need someone to write. No, it but for I me. mean, like you have to. Do, those letters must be. Incredible! I've been getting wonderful letters
0: from a lot of the shows. Normal Heart, I received oh. the most beautiful, beautiful, grateful letters and, and certainly kinky boots with, right. you know, kids that said that I, I had the strength to tell my parents I'm right. gay. Um, Accidentally Brave, which we just started yes. and which yes. you've seen. With Maddie Corman. With Maddie Corman. Yes beautifully portraying I
1: don't know how she does it well she is brave
0: yeah that's the first thing beyond and a wonderful actress mm-hmm. the letters and the people that are sending notes after seeing it having said how grateful they are for mm-hmm. her telling the story because it's a way of their opening up with their stories right and that's what theater
1: does it it's best doesn't it exactly that's why I say you have changed the world don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn. Oh. For part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, no, Judy no. Gold's just kill, just. Just. just kill Me. Kill Me Now. Kill Me Now.